Welcome to our ninth episode of Breaking Bread with C on Relentless Pursuit. Last time we talked about the grace for the ignorant, and today I want to talk about a revelation that the Lord gave me that is so dear to my heart from Psalm 42. But before I do that, I want to talk about one of the greatest revivalists called Smith Wigglesworth. And this man, said a particular line that stuck with me uh i don't know if you have read the book god's generals if you haven't and you're interested in church history and uh, revival movements i strongly recommend that book and smith says that he has learned how to relate with god above the place of feelings so this man is saying that the revelation he had is that whether he feels like it or not, whether he is sad or happy, whether he is mourning or rejoicing, whether he is broke or loaded, he will praise God. He, This feeling that he has at the moment does not change God's sovereignty, does not change God's does not change God's faithfulness, does not change God's truthfulness, does not change God's omnipresence and omnipotence. So the Bible says that in Psalm 42, verse 5, David is praying and he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Wow. The Amplified Version of the same word says, Why have you become restless and disturbed within me? What David is saying, if you read properly the King James Version, He says, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. The revelation that the Lord gave me as I was reading this word and it lit up in my spirit is that David has separated his soul from his spirit. So he is speaking to his soul, encouraging it or commanding it rather to catch up with the spirit. Because he says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? He detaches himself from his soul. That is to say that man is a spirit. The Bible says that to all those that are given the spirit of the Lord, they are called sons. So that means that your new nature, the reason you're called born again, like Nicodemus asked Jesus has a, does a man have to go back into the womb of his mother to be born again? He says, no. The revelation is that you are born of the Spirit. If you're a man and you're married to a woman and you give birth, you're going to give birth to a human being, a child that is either male or female, okay? So you cannot be married to a woman and you're a man and then you give birth to a goat. So it's the same thing. God is Spirit. So if you're born again of God, then you are born as a Spirit. That is why whether you give your life to Christ or not, not you do not change you do not have new hair your body does not grow a different way you do not have new nails all of a sudden the changes that happen 
are inward and then they will reflect on the outside but they must first start inwardly because your body only houses a soul that has a spirit in it i hope that has made sense so when david is praying he say why art thou cast down my soul and why art thou disquieted in me hoping god for i so he distances himself again he says i shall yet praise him because david has understood that he is spirit he is spirit i like to think of the psalms as prayers that christ made i think it's dietrich bonhoeffer one of my very fondest authors that talks about it and says the psalms are the prayers of christ as the seed of david and so i shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance by the help of the spirit at work within me ephesians 3:20 at work within me i will praise him whether my soul feels like it or not whether it is sad broke lost whatever you want to call it i will praise the lord but my soul has to catch up so he talks to his soul and when smith wigglesworth says that he has learned to relate to god above the place of feelings this is a minister who is abiding by what paul tells timothy before he dies he says be ready to preach the word of god in and out of season when people are in the receiving end of the message they do not think about the pastors they do not think about the 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 people that are in different ministries to facilitate how a certain church establishment is supposed to work as a believer who just comes to church on sunday or to service on tuesday you will simply look at the liberty you have to decide today i'm busy i'm not going to go to church on tuesday or sunday you come to service late but you'd have no regard for the worship leaders and teams that have come to service at 6 a.m. and yet services at 8 but they want to make sure that this worship this environment has been set accordingly that the spirit of god may move freely and know that the people that are there have really come to meet and encounter the lord and so you have no regard for the person who is standing before you teaching you every sunday i don't think we take time to think about these people who are in a place of giving the pastor bill johnson from bethel church preached the very weekend that his wife passed away and he preached one of the most profound and beautiful sermons i have ever heard in my life on the hardest day of his life but there's a person who could be like this man is trying so hard this man could have just stayed home and mourn his wife we can understand but this is a man who has seen too much again like i said in my previous episode the greater the gifting the greater the responsibility in the loss of his wife he gained a newer revelation he understood in a particular way what it means to mourn with those who mourn and to rejoice with those who rejoice he has understood that his place is 
in the gifting. His place is in giving that which he has been given. The revelation that he came to the understanding of when he lost his wife is the revelation that he felt someone might need this. And because I have been given the altar, the capacity, the gifting to stand and teach other men and women to handle this, I will go there and share this. And I'm going to repeat one of the parts that stood out the most to me in his sermon on that day. I think I talked about it in one of our previous episodes. Bill Johnson says, the level of revelation God gives you will always be equal to the level of mystery you're willing to live with. And the inability to live with mystery is your resistance to childlikeness. Remember when Jesus says that the kingdom of God belongs to children. If you do not approach the kingdom of God as a child would, then it is not for you. He says it's childlikeness that gives us access to dimensions and realms that you can't get in any other way. In other words, the posture of your heart to say god i don't know anything and yet you know all and my privilege is having the access to you the unlimited unfenced access to you that is what i'm going to trust in that is what i'm going to bank on that is what i'm gonna place all my belief all my faith all my understanding into This is what this man is communicating. And so when David prays in Psalm 42 and he says, Why art thou cast down my soul? He recognizes that there's a place where you separate spirit and soul. And when you have understood that you can separate spirit and soul, you can never go to bed without conversing with God. You can never pick your fork and eat not even in forgetfulness without giving thanks for this food you can never wake up in the morning and your first reaction is to check your phone before you say a prayer even if your prayer is thank you jesus that i'm seeing another day you can never be almost running into an accident as you're driving and your first word is not Jesus or you say thank you Jesus because you have just seen that you were at the brim of having an accident and the hand of God has protected you. You can never not see God in everything when you have understood that you have you can relate to god from a place that does not involve feelings and friends i'm gonna go ahead and just pray that we may come to the understanding of where spirit and soul get separated the bible says that i can pray with my understanding but then that's not my spirit that's praying paul has understood that when his spirit is praying his mind is unfruitful because he does not even know how to pray the right thing that spirit at work in him is supposed to be the one that prays for him when people are praying in tongues the tongues come to edify the thoughts this is when when jesus says pray for your enemies it is hard to pray for people that don't like you or that you don't like but there is a place that a person gets to with god that they realize they don't even have the liberty not to like a certain person because when you look at a person 
from a place of love. And I'm talking about agape. If you have read one of the articles that I have wrote, uh, that I have written, sorry, and it's called As I Have Loved You. In that article, I explain and break down the kinds of love that are there in the world. And when I'm talking about agape, I'm talking about the unconditional and sacrificial love of God, which is the one that we can never get from within ourselves unless God gives it to us, unless it comes from his spirit. This is the only way that you can sit and look at a person who has wronged you in all the possible ways and you still say, I love you. Even if you don't say I love you, you pray for them in a way that says bless them, enlarge them, show them your grace, correct them where they are wrong, make them encounter your kindness and your presence. Let them come to the knowledge and the understanding of what you have given me as well, that they may experience the fullness of Christ. Now you're praying for your enemies because you want them to experience what you have seen. But some people look at the Psalms when David is praying, for example, I think that's the craziest prayer I've ever read. When the man is saying, let the teeth of my enemies break in their mouth, you're like, what? So some people read these scriptures as if David is addressing their his enemies and saying, God, punish them, strike thunder, um, destroy their, 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 their lives, their marriages, their bills. That is not what David is saying. If we think about what Dietrich writes in his book, Psalms, you will realize that the enemy he's talking about is Satan and his schemes, not the person. And so when he is addressing that, his very own son, Solomon, comes back and he talks about uh, little foxes destroying the vineyard. So Solomon is echoing the words of his father when he writes that proverb. And Friends, the understanding that when you're praying for your enemies, you're praying, you're separating the offense from the offender. You are not looking at the person and you are attacking them in prayer. That is what Paul means when he says, when I pray with my spirit, my mind is unfruitful. That is why a person who does not even desire the gift of tongues, cannot tarry in prayer for two or three or four hours. And I'm not saying that praying four hours is the only thing that can yield results. But when you're praying with your mind and your understanding, you cannot find things to talk about for four hours. I promise you, it is very difficult. You will simply find yourself asking and asking and asking and asking things of God, and yet you are not taking time to hear, or you're not letting the Spirit groan for you, pray for you inwardly, because only the Spirit searches the bottomless things of God. That means that only the Spirit can search the mind of God. And if the Spirit can search the mind of God, it also means that the Spirit can know how to pray according to what God desires for you or for this person in this moment. And so when you're praying in the Spirit, it means that you are not praying from yourself. You're not just praying for Celeste to 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 
to succeed at work, to be promoted at work. Perhaps God wants me to go and have another job, a certain place, because somebody can be blessed from what I have in that moment, or someone can bless me in that moment. And yet you are praying that I get the job that separates me from the purpose that the Lord wants. So when you pray in the spirit, it prays in the wisdom of the Lord. It prays from the heart of the Lord. So friends, I want to pray for us that we may learn how to relate to God from a place that is above feelings. And in this understanding, you will be able to show up in and outside of season. You will begin to see things that have always been there, but they have never caught your attention because you insist to relate with God from a place of feelings. You insist to relate with God from a place of planning your schedule around the things that work for you you're like okay on sunday i'm just gonna go exercise because my friends have made it a plan so i'm not gonna go for service and then this is how you miss church on sunday but paul says do not neglect the fellowship of the brethren and can you just plan that this hangout with your friends can happen after that that is very doable and your friends are still going to be there but perhaps that sermon is what you needed to take you through the week god knows what is waiting for you and perhaps he has predestined that this person is going to speak to your situation but then you miss out that opportunity so i want to go ahead and pray for us that we do not pray amiss that we do not position ourselves to just relate to God from a place of feelings that today we might feel like we don't want to pray and so we will leave it at that Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you've made this knowledge available to us. We thank you for the giftings that are made available to us, but the most important being your spirit at work within us. Father, I pray that you may pour your oil over your children, that they may learn how to pray in the spirit. And those who already have understood and exercised themselves into this mystery, that you will keep enlarging and increasing them. The Bible says that of the increase of your government, there will be no end and as we are like christ lord continue to increase us into the very things you have given us to steward lord and i pray for humility that a person who does not even know that they are bound in this very same issue you will open their eyes as they give their minds and hearts in submission to christ i thank you that you hear me when i pray and it is so and so it is Thank you for sticking around. I will see you next next week sometime. God bless you.